The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Well, hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Robin Boyd with you today. Uh, Sandra's away this week. We send her a big salute as we know she's doing some great work out there. She's always doing some wonderful things. And I'm so glad to have all of you tuned in today because, boy, we have a wonderful lineup today. We're going to introduce you to Marshall Waddell and Dr. Kelly Orr. They've co-authored a book entitled Wounded Warrior, Wounded Home, giving hurting families a look inside the minds and hearts of wounded warriors and guides them in developing their own personal plan for physical, emotional, and spiritual wholeness in the wake of war. Then we're going to talk to Autumn Arnold. She's our featured wellness coach. She's going to talk to us a little bit today about being mindful of staying healthy in the heat of the summer, especially too when you travel into different areas. uh, You might be in a different climate. Your body might not be acclimated to those things. So we're going to talk a little bit about staying healthy uh, in the summer vacation vacation months. Then we're going to round out the show with our good friend Lisa Dietrich, our voice of faith here at Military Mom Talk Radio. And today she's going to talk to us about the seasons of our lives and how to make them the fullest. So we've got lots to talk about. And before I introduce my co-host, I thought I'd say happy birthday to the U.S. Army. Not only was it Flag Day on June 14th, but it was the Army's birthday celebrating 200 and 38th. Your 238th birthday. Wow. Now, if you're a history buff, you may know this, that prior to 1775, the revolutionaries fielded an amateur force of colonial troops, and they cobbled together to various uh, from various militias around New England. But then in the spring of 1775, this army was about to confront the British troops, and we all know what happened near Boston, Massachusetts. So, recognize this need, the Massachusetts Provincial Congress appealed to the Second Continental Congress in Philadelphia to assume authority for the New England Army. And it was reported that John Adams requested Congress to vote to adopt the Boston troops on June 14. I thought that was pretty cool, and it just warrants a little bit of history because as generations and generations and hundreds of years go by, uh, sometimes things get a little more filtered. So we just wanted to make sure that uh, we said happy birthday. And seeing this is a significant birthday to celebrate, I think it's only fitting to have my co-host today, who is a U.S. Army veteran and our military mom talk radio roving reporter, Stephen Boyd. Hi, Steve. Happy birthday. 
day. Hello, Robin. Thank you. <laughs> I know you weren't there at the beginning, dear. It's <laughs> no, thank God. <laughs> we had better care later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so glad that we are here to chat uh, with our listeners today because, as, as most of you know, Steve has joined us this year as our uh, roving reporter venturing out to find some interesting sites for anyone looking for destinations this vacation year, uh, this vacation season. And we're highlighting a few um, few of those places around the country that may not be on the top of your list but truly warrant your attention and support. So, Steve, let's talk about what we did this weekend all right this weekend my daughter and son-in-law invited invited us up to uh, their home in vermont and less than an hour away from their home they live uh, just south of burlington uh is a place in new york called fort ticonderoga uh, i think everybody has heard about it but nobody knows much about it now this particular weekend was the uh, the reason they invited us up specifically being Scot- of Scottish heritage was the Scots Day at Fort Ticonderoga and primarily they were celebrating uh the uh commemoration of the Battle of Carrion in July of 1778 uh, 58 excuse me uh, part of the French and Indian War and during the uh, the French and Indian War, we we as New Englanders and Americans were still part of Great Britain. Uh, so we uh, the New England uh, militias fought alongside the British Army uh, at the uh, Battle uh, of Ticonderoga. Uh, this particular battle, anyway. Um, mm-hmm. What we have is. Uh, being Scots Day, it was a living history day, uh, primarily uh, dealing with the Black Watch uh, Regiment of the British Army. Um, and it was a, a, a living history day, uh, so we saw how the encampments, we heard bagpipes, uh, if you're into bagpipes, uh, <laughs> all day long. Um, and we had musket demonstrations, we had talks on how they defended the fort, and uh, we actually saw the the battle site, which was away from uh, Ticonderoga itself, uh, Ticonderoga itself, because the French were in control of Ticonderoga at the time. I was going to say one of the things that I thought was so significant about this facility is the sometimes a like Gettysburg was significant for that one battle. This fort has endured generation after generation of conflicts yeah it primarily was uh it's on the southern end of lake champlain and what it is is because lake champlain is so long and there's a river that connects lake champagne to lake george which in turn i think connects to the hudson river so you had access from uh quebec all the way uh, waterway all the way down to new york city uh so that was significant that's very um, vulnerable. Very vulnerable, and also uh, it's at the again at the southern end of Lake Champlain, which is is a fairly narrow section, hmm. and so their cannons could uh, monitor and control uh, any movement um, of the French during the French and Indian War, but also the British uh, during the American Revolution. So it turned around and bit them, in essence. Yeah, yeah. What was one of the most uh, 
interesting things that you've discovered there that you were not aware of before? One of the most interesting things that I found was uh, the fact that the the fort was in total neglect. After the American Revolution, uh, it was totally abandoned and almost completely dismantled by locals taking the rocks and fill and everything else that was involved with the fort itself. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until a family called Pell uh, in the 20th century that looked at it, bought the, bought the land, and rebuilt the fort completely. Um, it's just it's just unbelievable the amount of work that was done. They had a few old um, pen and ink drawings, some some uh, watercolor artwork from the, the turn of the 19th century, and they built it up off that. They still had old documents showing uh, the engineering documents showing how the fort was constructed, but. It was completely dismantled, and they completely rebuilt it. And now it's an education center. Now, one thing that I didn't know was I thought it was uh, under the auspices of the National Park Service. But mm. uh, come to find out, this is just a, uh, a, a privately held uh, uh, historic site that is run completely by donations. That's fantastic to think that this amount of research went into the development of it, the amount of funds that were required to actually do this restoration and the trust that had been developed uh, in order to sustain this kind of living history. That's remarkable. Yeah, and there's the, inside the, uh, the, the buildings itself, inside the fort, um, there's... Uh, there's three particular buildings. Um, one is a, a museum with three floors in it that covers everything during the Revolutionary War. But there's also a small section up there uh, covering the uh, USS Ticonderoga, which was an aircraft carrier that was commissioned during World War II. Mm. And uh, it wasn't decommissioned until the 1970s, so there's That's information fantastic. in there. Yeah, that was about interesting. That. And... Uh, we went into one building that looked like it's just a stone edifice, and, and we were figuring another uh, uh, 18th century, 19th century uh, structure inside with more museum things. But to, to our surprise, it was uh, an actually an education center that they're trying to build, build up with a beautiful art collection in the basement. So this is an ongoing thing that they want to develop into an education center that will be open year-round. Ticonderoga itself is only open from May to October, but mm -hmm. every weekend they have numerous things going on, uh, historical uh, things going on. Yeah, we've only got a couple of minutes, so before in that amount of time, I did just want to hit on a couple of those things coming up, just for, for people to get a feel of what's, what uh, interesting programs they have, and the website. Okay, the website is www.forttaikonderoga.org. Uh, let me spell Ticonderoga out for yeah. you. <laughs> F-O-R-T, being Fort, T-I-C-O-N-D-E-R-O-G-A.org. Now, a number of things going on. Um, they have uh, one of the things that my daughter found interesting, who's a, uh, a, a ghost bust, 
Ghostbuster to speak of, <laughs> yeah. is uh, they have a night uh, tour of the facility for uh, and talking about the uh, the ghost hunters that uh, yeah. may be roaming around there. Um, they also have one which fascinates me in July. Uh, the 4th, the 11th, the 18th, and the 25th, they have the guns by night, um, musketry and cannon roaring uh, to show what it was like at, uh, on a night uh, battlefield. I can only imagine the roar, that, that between, the size of those cannons and all of the, the muskets that were, were present were phenomenal. Steve, I want you to hang in there. We're going to have you stay with us for the show. Um, on the other side of the break, we have got a combat veteran uh, um, book that you're going to want to pay attention to. This is uh, Wounded Warriors, Wounded Home coming up at, after the break. We'll be right back. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political, too nice to be real, tame, even though you really want to be unleashed, like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. We'll put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Welcome back, Military Moms. This is Robin Boyd with you today, and I'm joined by Stephen Boyd as my co-host today. And if you hadn't already guessed, everyone, yes, we are related. (laughs) And um, I think in a way it's kind of interesting that I would have my husband be my co-host today because our guests that are coming up are talking not only about wounded warriors but the effects and the um, involvement of the whole family. Family. And uh, when a combat veteran struggles with PTSD or traumatic brain injury, every member of the family experiences the effects. Spouses, parents, children all must undergo changes on the home front and a process that resembles the phases of grief, confusion, hurt, anger, guilt. There are a lot of different emotions that pass through and go behind those brave smiles and squared shoulders. So I am delighted to share this segment with Stephen. Um, We want to welcome Marcelle Waddell, uh, who is the wife of a career U.S. Navy SEAL and a military mom herself, and Dr. Kelly Orr, a clinical psychologist and Vietnam veteran, to speak of, I think one of the most interesting testimonials I read uh, in their brief was that this is a personal roadmap that gives voice to what families go through. Welcome, Marshall Waddell and Dr. Kelly Orr. Thanks for being with Welcome us. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Now, Marshall, I'd like to start with you first. Uh, you are a military wife, and you did travel with your husband. How many years did he serve, and you decided to go with him, didn't you? Yes, uh, Mark served for 25 years as a Navy SEAL on both coasts and in different places overseas, and I was with him all but three of those years. So Mm -hmm. I served beside him 22 of those years, and um, we had three children during that time, and they lived the military life with us. So, yes, we did it together. Wow. I, actually, our nephew, Stephen's nephew, is uh, in the Army as an officer, and his he's brought his family all around. What a wonderful experience that is. Um, and I think, too, just really speaks to the fact that the whole family serves. It really, you may have one person who is enlisted, but the whole family does serve. Um, now, did you find that this was significant to you personally, or was this that you were observing a lot of military families who may have had um, the after effects of war? Oh, no, this... Um this has been a very personal journey for our family, and then out of that journey came the resources that uh, Hope for the Home Front has produced and that Kelly Orr and I have authored. So it, it started first with a personal family experience. Mark deployed to Operation Iraqi Freedom for deployment, and each time he returned home to us a very um, different person, and I wasn't sure at the time if it was just our Um, marriage under strain and maybe, you know, maybe we were at a point in our marriage 20 plus years where uh, things might have been coming apart at the seams, but um, it turned out to be something much different and it um, had a name. It was called post-traumatic stress disorder and 
um, at the time, Mark was the director of operations for the East Coast SEAL teams, and so he was busy um, when he wasn't deployed to Iraq. He was busy stateside, you know, manning and deploying and training other hundreds of SEALs to both mm. war fronts. And so um, when I would try to address the problem or um, identify it or have a conversation about it, it, it just wasn't the right time for him. So mm. I decided to seek help for myself so that I wouldn't implode under the stress of combat and multiple deployments and a husband that was showing signs of um, an anxiety disorder. And so I did that for two years in Virginia Beach. And then later after uh, Mark did retire, uh, we did seek help as a couple. And that's where Dr. Kelly Orr came into our lives in Colorado Springs. And, and it was out of that journey that uh, this book, Wounded Warrior, Wounded Home, was born. That is, that's a wonderful segue into welcoming Dr. Orr. Thanks for being with us. Um, you yourself are a veteran. Yes. Yeah, and it's important to know that not just, uh, I was a Marine during Vietnam, but then I also um, left the service, went back to school, finished my doctorate, and then uh, later came back in the Air Force. So I have uh, 20 years in the Air Force as a clinical psychologist, and uh, that spanned um, from the Gulf War to the latest, uh, the last, oh, the last decade. So um, not only did I see a lot of Vietnam veterans over my course, uh, the time in the military and, and before, actually, um, but also saw the impact on my own staff as they went and uh, returned. Mm. Yeah, Kelly, this is Steve. Uh, one of I the think. things, if I remember correctly, we didn't hear too much about uh, – it wasn't called PTSD when we first came home, and it didn't really surface until, if I remember correctly, about 1980. We initially called yeah. it delayed stress syndrome, right. and everybody was ignoring it, and everybody – I know my family said, he's not stay away from him, leave him alone, he'll, he'll come around someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming back home, uh, I returned home in 1970, uh, December, right before Christmas, and uh, landed in San Diego, which is a military family, a military fa uh, home, um, a city. Um, and it was an odd, odd situation. Um, you know, my wife met me. We had fun. We, we just exalted the fact that we were together again. But it was really kind of strange. Nobody wanted to talk about any of that. Now, even the other Marines that, that uh, I was with for the next six months, you know, we sort of laughed about it. Um, and I, I met a few, few of my friends again in my college years, you know, and, and we just didn't talk about it. Um, nobody wanted to talk about it. Yeah. We just I, wanted I, it to disappear. Yeah, I notice even now uh, when I get together with when people find out that um, a Vietnam veteran, you know, even with fellow Vietnam veterans now, we don't really talk about it that much. Uh, I came back yeah. in, in the summer of 1970, and it was just an IETS out of uh, out of uh, Fort Lewis, Washington. And, you know, here's your papers, here's your DD-214, go home. Yeah. Now, yeah, what do was, they do today? Uh, well, they do pretty much the same thing. Um, <laughs> not a lot has changed. <laughs> you know, but that's exactly. But that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. The, 
the beauty of, of the dialogue that's taking place nationally right now, and that's that our nation is willing to talk about this, and we have a name for it. Yes. And, and we have treatment for it. And, yes, it is a crisis and it is a problem, but it also presents an opportunity. And, and you know, through the book Wounded Warrior, Wounded Home, and also through our organization, Hope for the Home Front, um, our our strategy is to reach the family members because the veterans are not willing usually to talk about it, but the family members will tell you the truth. They will tell you what's going on in the lives of their wounded warriors. And so that is the way to the heart of the warrior is through those who love him, and that's our, that's our hope. Now, I do want to make sure we talk a little bit about the, the bulk of the book being uh, you interviewed at least 25 wives, is that correct, for your research? Yes. Yes, it's a story not just of one family. It's not just about the Waddells. It's about 25 other families, um, some of them, you know, newlyweds with young children, some of them uh, in their 30s, 40s, and even we have people representing older conflicts like the Vietnam mm-hmm. War and the Korean War and World War II. So um, they are nameless in the book, but their stories all have the same common thread. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have enough time to really get into the differences between PTSD and TBI, but in the book you talk about the new PTSD. What do you mean by that? I don't know which of you would prefer to answer that. Well, we came up with, um, just within our, our home and our marriage, Mark and I came up with um, different different um, explanations for PTSD using the same acronym. So the first one we came up with that helped us sort of deal with what we were dealing with, we came up with passing through someplace dark. And so, oh. uh, well, the first one is the pain of the shattered dream, PTSD. Mm-hmm. And that's where the book starts, is, you know, identifying and realizing what has changed and what has been lost and what we're dealing with as a couple and as a family. And then passing through someplace dark, in the book we talk about coming out of isolation and connecting with others who are on the same journey, a very similar journey, and we're locking arms with one another and we're going to make it through this dark place, so passing through someplace dark. And then because the book is a faith-based book uh, based on our Christian faith, um, the last phase of PTSD, we call it peace in the shadow of the divine. And so we get, we hope to get to a place where we have reached physical, mental, and spiritual wholeness um, on the journey because we have we have not done it alone and we've done it addressing the whole person, the mental, the physical, the spiritual part of our human existence. And so so the pain of the shattered dream becomes passing through someplace dark becomes uh, peace in the shadow of the divine. I like the progression. That's that's so positive and hopeful and progressive as opposed to the feeling of doom that once you've been diagnosed with something, and I think so many times we're hearing more and more people drop the D because they don't want to call it a disorder. They want to call it um, something that you, like you say, you are passing through something dark. And it's not that we're trying to erase what has gone behind us. You'll never erase the past 
but you are progressing through into something new and you you are a new person because of what you've been through. We only have 30 right. minutes before the commercial folks and I'm so sorry that we have such a short amount of time. What is your website um, Kelly so that we can uh, make sure that people find you and learn so much more about what this book has to share? Well, Marshall, you better answer that. Okay. Um, okay, it's hopeforthehomefront.com, um, it's hope and we have we have about a dozen support groups online. You can contact us at info at hopeforthehomefront.com for more information. Thank you right. so much, Dr. Orr and Marcel Waddell. We'll be back in a moment. Thank you very much. Looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live as thought leaders you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change for more on donna check out her website gamechangerthinking.com then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on wise up radio with donna kimbrand tuesdays at 1 p.m eastern here on the rockstar radio network Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you along with Steve Boyd today on Military Mom Talk Radio. If you missed the first half of the show, you're going to want to grab that podcast. Uh, 
we had uh, Marcel Waddell and we had Dr. Kelly Orr talking to us about the book Wounded Warrior, Wounded Home. And in the beginning of the show, we talked a little bit about Steve and I traveling up to Fort Ticonderoga in New York this weekend. What a wonderful facility that is, and I do hope that you include that. If you're in the Northeast, that you take the little swing up to the top of the state there and visit visit a wonderful facility. Check out our podcasts always at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com, right here on Toganet's station uh, page, and we also are on iTunes. Um, coming up, we want to welcome Autumn Arnold. She is our fitness and wellness guru. We have learned so much from Autumn, but today, especially being the launch of the summer vacation and uh, many kids are finally out of school and people are heading, packing up the station wagon and get going to the beach. There's a lot of summer fun out there, but there's also a lot of things that we've got to remember to take care of. Autumn, are you with us today? I am. Thank you so much, Robin, for having me on today. <laughs> well, thank you for fitting us in because, you know, we always go to you every time we've got a health question. We kind of depend on your uh, your expertise. Now, one of the things that everybody talks about is sunscreen and whatnot, so I want to talk a little bit about that. But first, I, I'd like to focus a little more on hydration. I, okay. I, I think people are so stuck on uh, sodas and um, things like that that we're not remembering that our body needs proper hydration. Yeah, and there's so many different um, energy drinks out there and Powerades and Gatorades and, and things of that nature that are just really, really horrible for you because they're loaded with sugar. And you know me, I am not a huge sugar advocate. So, um, you know, the, the general rule of thumb, you know, is stick to your water. And mm-hmm. it, it typically has everything in it that you're going to need. Um, but, you know, drinking half of your body weight in ounces. So wow. if you weigh 150 pounds, then you want to be drinking about 75 ounces a day. If you weigh 200, you want to drink about 100 ounces a day. Just to give you a general, you know, rule of thumb, um, people actually do tend to drink more water in the summer than we do in the winter, um, mm-hmm. and, and that's only because we are not as thirsty in the winter as we are in the summer. So when you're out in the heat and you're really expending that water, um, you know, your body does get thirsty. Where in the winter, we just don't hardly drink any at all. So that's where you get your dry skin and things like that that come up in those, those months of the year. And that's true because it's not just necessarily our thirst. Our skin will suffer if we're not properly hydrated. Um, the, the other thing that I kind of wanted to segue into, though, is what about electrolytes if we do get somewhat dehydrated? Um, will some of these extra drinks uh, help us with those electrolytes, or is that a fad? Um, you know, they particularly they can, I guess, if you get to the point where you're starting to feel sick and you need the mm-hmm. sugar for the boost and the electrolytes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for us, we actually have a product that's called Hydrate, and um, it has one gram of sugar in it with all the electrolytes. So there are products on the market that you can get that don't have sugar that are geared more towards electrolytes. So, you know, I really suggest getting, you know, getting those and just reading the labels, educating yourself on what's in them. Um, you know, to make sure you get just your electrolytes and just watch the sugar because the sugar, sugar will dehydrate you. You know, um, water is also really, really important to help your digestion. Di- digestion. So you want to make sure, you know, even on a daily basis that you're, you're drinking a lot of water. Right, right. 
And I know when I do start to get dehydrated, that's when my potassium level goes down. So I'm sure keeping check on whether it's potassium or having an extra banana or just watching those nutrients is important, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And and even if, like, when you get to the point where you are thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Right. So you really shouldn't be thirsty. You should be drinking continually throughout the day. And what I like yeah. to do with my weight loss challengers is, is have um, water competitions. And last week we really got into it where it was like every time we would drink a cup of water, we would say, you know, eight ounces on our, our group chat that we have. And, I mean, we had one girl that got up to, like, 140 ounces, and we were just like, how are you doing that? Are you on the oh my gosh. all day? You know, it's like, <laughs> I, would be, I would be peeing all day. I don't know if I could get that much in, but she was just amazing. So it's a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. Now, um, what about our skin? Where is their logic in some of these SPF ratings, or where are, where are we safe to be? Well, that's a that's a really tough call. Um, okay. Because I I put sunblock on my kids every time we go out in the sun. I put it mm-hmm. um, generally on my face in the areas that I think will get totally fried. Um, but it there's been research done that says that you're more likely to get other types of internal cancers from the chemicals that are in sunscreen than you would ever from skin cancer. So Is that right? Wow. It's. It, it's ideally, it's up to you. I mean, I, don't, I certainly don't want my kids to suffer with a sunburn because that's miserable. You know, it's very painful. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if you're somebody who likes to tan a lot, you know, just put a 15, put something light on at least to protect your skin a little bit, but you're not getting all the harsh chemicals. You don't want to go out there and get, at least I don't want to go out there and get one that's, you know, 75, 75 SPF, which is just has so many chemicals. Because I've also heard... Um, you know, through my learning and things, that once you're past 30 or 35, maybe 40 SPF, there's mm-hmm. really no difference. It's just all for show. So it's all it's all the same. So just put it on more frequently. Go with the lower SPF. Um, and if all else, just stay out of the sun or wear a hat. Well, that's true. And I think so many times people forget just putting on a hat or, or wearing a light, a light shirt over is just, I think the back of the neck is where kids get it. The top mm-hmm. of their heads, especially people who are a little blonder, a little yes. fair, those little toe yes. heads that, that are so <laughs> blonde. Yeah. yeah. Back to the ears. Back to the ears, most people forget, which is a, is a high cancer area. So, I always, even with my hats, because I wear a baseball cap, so I always make sure I get the back of my ears with a 30 SPF. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so, and, so those types of areas. And then I think people need to remember, too, when you go to another climate, and it could just be going from, say, Connecticut to Georgia, we're talking a big difference in climate. Um, Have you had a chance to travel a lot and find that you experience that kind of thing? Not yet. Um, The only places I've been to are Mexico and Jamaica. Mm Mm-hmm. But I found, you know, the sun to be equally as burning, especially in Jamaica. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, uh, no, our sun is, you know, our ozone layer, whatever you want to call it, whatever you might believe in, mm-hmm. the sun is a lot stronger now than it used to be. Yeah, um, that's true. And I, I heard, I read on the Internet, which, you know, you could read anything on the Internet, that <laughs> younger younger girls are getting more skin cancer now than ever before. And they're, they're thinking it's from the tanning beds. 
you know, but we need our sun. We need our sun. So it's like go outside, lay out if you want to tan, try and stay away from the tanning bed. Um, but they also, you know, in Washington is a really low, um, a really high depression rate because they mm-hmm. don't have much sun. They don't get a lot of vitamin D. So, I mean, we need the sun. The sun is very important for us. So it's not sure. just stay out of the sun completely, you know, but everything within moderation, just like food and, you know, sugar and nutrients and things like that. So, um, you know, that's my recommendation is just, you know, get in it, but limit yourself and put a hat on. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're right because we're we're trying to get kids to be outside because they're stuck to the their um their uh, little video games and whatnot and so we're trying to kick them out the door. We're trying to get them to go out and play. Right. But don't get in the sun too long because you're going to get a sunburn. Right. <laughs> I like cat 21 there, you know, it's it's hard it's hard to make that call. It's like go outside and have fun, but you know, make sure they're out with water and they can come back in any time. But, yeah, I, exactly. I, I totally understand. I don't know what I'm going to do this summer. My first summer home with the kids, I'm going to go absolutely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> lots of walks, lots of picnics, lots of trips, lots of lots of uh, slip and slides and, and all of that. I know when it's interesting you said Mexico because I did travel to Mexico, too. And, and they actually, in our itinerary, I went with um, the Girl Scouts and Girl Guides, and they actually made us build into our itinerary uh, a day of rest. And they said, we don't care which event you, you drop off of your schedule, but we they actually required us to drop one item off of the the schedule, the itinerary, because they said you're in a different climate, you're in a different environment. We were higher up. We were in in more in the mountain areas. So um, all of those things do play on your your metabolism, on your on your skin, on your uh, hydration. Uh, So it is difficult. Well, I, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's okay. I was just going to say, in those climates, it probably not tend to be as dehydrating because they're so humid. Mm. Oh, and I find so. that that's the one thing that really gets to me is that humidity. Yeah, I, yeah. I really- I feel badly for the people down in in Florida and Georgia and Louisiana. I don't know how they they can handle it, but um, hey, you get to take a shower and get out, and you're so wet, you like dry off. But there's no drying off. It's miserable. It. I, don't, I don't know how people do it. <laughs> so, well, anyway, is there? Um, do we have a, a, a website or at least an email that people can contact you if they have more questions? Absolutely, it's Autumn. A-U-T-U-M-N, just like the season, at coachvitality.com, at C-O-A-C-H-N, Vitality. So be more than happy to help anybody with any questions, um, you know, even on the Facebook page, too, if they want to contact me that way. Oh, that's wonderful. Because you are a representative of a product line, and, and um, Military Mom Talk Radio does is um, wanting to make sure that we feature all people in all of their um their lines so So, (laughs) we hope people will look you up thank Um, you so much thanks autumn i know you got to speaking to kids i know you got to go pick up the kids so thanks for taking the time (laughs) of being with us (laughs) all right thanks for having me you guys have a good afternoon take care well, we do have another commercial break coming up, and on the other side, we're going to welcome Lisa Dietrich. Uh, she's the wife of uh, a clergy, a minister, and she has been helping us with a lot of moments of faith and, and spirituality. Um, she is going to talk to us today about the seasons of our lives, so please stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. Are you yearning to connect with those close to you who have passed on? Do you feel you'd be more at peace or more in balance in your life if you could only have that connection? Now you do. It's time for Alex Laws and the Alex Laws Hour. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Alex discovered an incredible balance that allowed him to listen and receive messages from the other side. Not your traditional psychic medium. Alex has spent the last 27 years as an endurance athlete and entrepreneur. At the core of Alex's abilities is his knowing that in order to open one's soul to the universe, one must open their heart to being authentic. The wisdom Alex has shared from those beyond the veil has helped at an international level and changed people's lives and sometimes, too, their direction in life. Need help with your life or business direction? Tap into the spiritual realm of Alex Laws. For more information, check out alexlaws.com. Then join us for the Alex Laws Hour with Alex Laws. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, here on The Rock. Star Radio Network. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. We're here today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've had just a great, great show so far. We've had a chat with Marshall Carter. Car- excuse me, Carter Waddell. That's her, her uh, other name, and I didn't say it before, so I'm sorry, Marshall. And Dr. Kelly Orr, the authors of Wounded Warrior, Wounded Home. And then we just got off the phone with Autumn Arnold. She is always here with the greatest advice for summer uh, protection summer summer, uh, wellness, we want to make sure that we stay hydrated, we want to make sure that we're mindful of the sun, we want to get out there and get the sun, but um, we also want to make sure that we don't have the sun uh, really fry us and and, uh, dehydrate us and all of that. Now we have uh, a great friend coming on with us, Lisa Dietrich. She is uh, going to talk to us today. So many times we've talked with Lisa and she just has the most beautiful perspective 
perspective, the most fulfilling attitude. I, I've been so uh, uh, appreciative of all of her comments in, in our past show, so please do check out our past podcasts and find out some of our past conversations. Lisa, welcome today. I'm so glad you're with us. Thank you so much, Robin. My goodness, that was what a wonderful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> well, I do. I find so many times, and you, you and I have never met. You're in Oregon. I'm in New Hampshire. We've never met. But I do feel so um, uh, blessed. You have been a, a part of my life. I, I mean, your conversations have just been very meaningful. So I appreciate your conversations with us. Thank you. Well, thank you, Robin. It's great to be here again today. Great. It's interesting. You know, from listening to the other um, people on your show, we're we're all connected here. It's it's a great thing. And, you know, I I think just uh, this time of year, we just celebrated Father's Day and we have graduations and the kids are getting out of school. And, you know, what's been resonating with me lately has just been the seasons in life where my husband and I are kind of embarking on a new season where our youngest child, you know, with Mother's Day and then yesterday was Father's Day. Our youngest is 17, and I turned to him and I said, Al, do you realize by this time next year, we won't have any minor children anymore? You know, that whole, <laughs> you know, the whole parenting thing changes a lot once your kids grow up, and we're entering in a new season of life, and we're mm-hmm. joyful about that. <laughs> it is, kids sometimes it's hard to embrace, isn't it? Because I, 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 too, we have just experienced a season in our life in that I've been taking care of my mother here uh, for close to 20 years. We brought up our children with having Graham in the house, and now both children are off. One is married, one is getting married, and Stephen and I now are really realizing that we are starting a different season in life. Exactly, and it's kind of liberating in a way, and in a way Mm -hmm. you're standing there bewildered going, wow, where did all these years go, and what do we do now? And you turn and look at your husband and go, do I even know you anymore? (laughs) How do we feel positive about the future versus looking back and saying, oh, I'm so depressed that all of those beautiful years are gone by? Well, I think the first thing we need to do is really look back on our memories, you know, pull out the pictures and and really just remember the good times. Um, I know that was one of the things I did to kind of help heal my heart and soul when my mother passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, because I took care of her, too, kind of like you did, Robin, not for 20 yeah. years. But, um, you know, all I could remember was her wasting away and dying. And I thought, wait a minute, I had a great life with my mom. She was a wonderful woman. And so I would kind of force myself every time I would, you know, get that picture of her dying, I would then force myself to remember something happy about our life together because we had so many years, too. And that mm-hmm. kind of helped me. I had to retrain my thoughts and my memories to think back on the good things. I remember all the good times that we had, and I think it's the same way with our kids. You know, I'm kind of sad that they're, you know, gone, especially that we're kind of spread out of the family. I've been going crazy the last few months because our youngest son and his wife had a baby in January, and I was going nuts because I really wanted to go see them. They're in uh, Las Vegas, and I couldn't get down there. And, you know, so finally we flew him and the baby up here a couple of weeks ago. Oh, so I got to move my baby. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, getting desperate going, can I like stow away on a senior citizen bus to Vegas or something? <laughs> you can't smell those babies through Skype. I'm sorry. You can see oh, the little no. pictures, but yeah. it's not smelling them and touching them and exactly. holding them. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, but 
but then I think about it, then we started remembering all the times that we had with our kids. And, you know, I went back and looked through the picture, so many pictures. That's the next thing I need to do is organize them. But, you know, there's so many things that we can look back on, and, and it gets down to attitude, really. I can look back on those years, and I can see all the mistakes I made and see, you know, all the things that went wrong and how it could have been better. You know, 2020 hindsight is always perfect, right? Exactly. Yeah. Though, you know what? Those were good. It was a good ride. We had a good time. The kids are healthy. They're doing well. You know, it, it's all going okay. And I guess we did an all right job as parents, as flawed as we are. Um, well, you know, sure and we can have a good attitude about it. And you know, and our kids aren't gone. We just talk to them, and it's different now. You know, it is. We just don't have them as little people. The the little people that they were are the memory, but they are still here to to share. And it's so cute because every so often our our kids will just do something silly, and it'll just be like they were little kids again. And and it, it really it, it's really refreshing to know that what you did that you thought may have been so insignificant made such an impact on their lives. Exactly, and the fun thing is when they come back and go, "Wow, mom, I remember you taught me this, and I'm so glad you did." And yeah. that's, you know, that's the reward that it may take 20 or 30 years to hear that. But, you know, <laughs> they do they do thank us for some of those things that we did that they thought were mean. And, um, you know, that's where, again, with your attitude and just not giving up and saying, you know what, our kids are grown now, but we still have happy memories and we still have good relationships with them and we're still there for them because they still call us for advice and support. You know, it's not sure. over yet. I, I kind of, you know, for Mother's Day, I said Semper Fidelis, once a mom, always a mom. And that's kind of the way I feel, you know. I'm that's not going to, it's a different relationship, but I'm still their mom. Now, what would you suggest for people who really are feeling that pang and maybe they just can't get out of that funk? What's something that's really uh, um, an uplifting experience that maybe someone could take on? Well, I think that um, there, there are things that we can do to get involved in our communities. I, to me, and I think I'm not a mental health professional, but I think one sure. of the good cures for the blues and depression is to reach beyond ourselves, put yourself out there. Um, I know all of the schools need help. You know, they need help with the little ones. They need help with readers. Um, you know, you can volunteer at your local school and help with the young children and kind of get your fix of little kids. Um, you know, there are all kinds of organizations that really need people to come in and get involved and help. And there's so many children out there that don't have dads or moms in their homes. There's military families where, you know, the t- deployed parents that, you know, maybe the mom or whoever the spouse is that's there with the kids could use some extra help or even, you know, offer to babysit for a few hours so they can go out and just have some free time. Um, there's a lot of things that we can do. There are so many great support organizations for our military families that always need help. And I think as hard as it is sometimes to just get up and say, what can I do to help you? Um, we need to do that. You know, you can go online, um, your, your, uh, hope, hope for the home front. Um, uh, Marcelle, um, her site has some good resources on there. There's all kinds of great resources, resources that you can tap into. You can kind of read what their mission is and find some that resonate with you and your faith and your beliefs and, and go help them. You know, even if it's just, you know, an hour or a month or something, give of yourself because that will kind of help bring you up out of it and, and, you know, give you a little bit more meaning in your life and something to look forward to. Mm. 
Lisa, we're going to have to say goodbye for today, but I hope all is well in Oregon, and I hope that your summer with your 17-year-old is the best one so that you have all the more memories to remember. Thank you, Robin, and you have a great time over there on the East Coast as well. We are. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Well, next week, everyone, I want to make sure that you join us. We have Dwight John Zimmerman joining us. He is the president of the Military Writers Society of America. They've got a conference coming up, and um, they, he's going to talk to us a little bit, too, about his World War II series that he has on the 70th anniversary, of, and he has a, a radio show on the Defense Media Network. We also have Steve Repack coming with us. He's written a book called Dollars and Uncommon Sense, basic training for your money and then we're also going to be joined by some folks from the happy family organic superfoods with lots of information about making the best choices for our families you have a great week everyone we're so glad you were with us today here on military mom talk radio thanks so much bye-bye Thank you for being part of Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com with Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here each week to provide a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. For more information on the show or Sandra and Robin, go to militarymomtalkradio.com. This is their mission helping military moms. So join us again next Monday for Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, Monday afternoons, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Toginet.